I measure success by like, am I making things that I think are important, that I think are gonna make a change for good? And am I making it for the right reasons? Hello and welcome to the Now Then podcast. In this conversation, we speak to director and photographer Libby Burke-Wild. We discuss her fears of becoming a mother, being pigeonholed as a director, and pursuing a career in narrative filmmaking. Now then, Libby. Hey up. <laughs> it's the Lancashire version. Yeah. Fellow Northerner. Nice to have you on. Thank you very much for having me. Um... <laughs> I was going to, I mean, in this, I kind of like straight away was like, uh, I want to start off by telling our listeners that you're currently due to give birth. I am, yeah. And how long? Yeah. And how long now? Because, you know. I have five weeks to go. Okay. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've been been trying to get you on for a while, haven't we? You're like, we're going to talk to her and the water's just going to break. This is my last bit of work that I have to do before I clock off. Yeah. But we were like, when I, when I was talking to Craig about it and you, you being, you know, a young director who's... Young, now, that's kind. Yeah, you know, I'd say we're all still <laughs> Hey, young we're all dir- young directors. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it, a lot, you know, a long time still. But then, did you ever have fears of that from, from being a director? And it's seeming like now you're really like, you know, you've got these two short films under your belt. Things are, you know, you got signed to New Land, all these exciting things. Mm. And now you're having a baby. Mm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not obviously... A woman. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a woman. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about the fears, if there's any fears from yeah, being no, a mom in a, in, a, in a... It's like, it always seems to be the way, right? You sort of hit a certain age and you think, maybe I should have a baby. <laughs> and it just so happens that it coincided with the time that I got signed. Hmm. And I've got shorts and I've got things I want to do. So yeah, it's scary. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm going to handle it. <laughs> also, my partner's in the industry. So trying to like get that balance, I'm sure is going to be very tough. But um, there are some amazing women doing it. Yeah. Holly Blakey, Georgia Hudson, two that spring to mind. Mm. But yeah, I mean, uh, Phoebe Arnstein, do you know her? She just had a baby last year. Um, yeah, it's scary. I don't know. It feels a bit unfair that that seems to happen at that time. Because you graph, like you say, for so long. Mm. And then it all just, it does seem to happen, not just in this industry, but any industry where you sort of hit your stride and then it also coincides with your biological clock. Mm. But that's not just, I think our industry is doing a lot now to alleviate those fears. Like I've spoken to people who've been like, oh, you know, they'll find a place for you to breastfeed or pump while you're on set. And obviously I've not done that yet, but I would hope that that is so, so <laughs> rich. Love it. You're hungry. I'll wait a bit to pop back. It was the noise of breastfeeding that's got him a bit excited. <laughs> 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 Love it because also just whilst we're doing it, yeah. Just <laughs> start that again. Carry on. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, yeah, I've obviously not um, experienced it yet, but I, like, I guess my fear is, I, I, I've heard you talk, you both talked before about like being relevant or like staying in the industry, right? Because it's fickle and y- you can be flavor of the month and then 
everyone's forgot about you. Um, which I don't worry too much about because it's a, I'm playing a long game. I'm just like, okay, my long-term goal is to make films. So I'm 33. I've got, hopefully, decades to go. But at a time when you, you, you think that you're going to ride this wave and then you're at, I'm going to be out for a bit, it does feel a bit daunting because then like, how, like, how do you get back in? But like I was saying, I think, I hope that our industry is kind of doing its best or maybe it's not doing its best. I don't know yet. I'll tell you, get me on in a year. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, um, you know, I have heard that people are more willing or like more respectful or more like aware of this as an issue or oh, issues, the wrong word as like a, I don't know, keeping the door open basically. Because it's hard enough anyway. Having said that, I do find that, you know, I can go like long periods of time without work anyway. So I'm a bit like, well, maybe maybe a script wouldn't have come in. So does it make a difference if I have four months off or five months off yeah, or yeah. whatever? But obviously also it's a money thing. Like you're off work, you're not getting paid. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's I don't know any of the answers yet. Yeah, and it's not like we get like benefits from a company. You know, you're not like you're getting um, maternity leave or anything like that. No, you get... Um, a maternity allowance, which is £600 a month oh off God. the government. All oh, right. Is that something you apply for from you being a freelancer? It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. Uh, does your partner James get that? No. Would, all right. So it's just one. It's just for a ha- one household. Mm, mm. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the other thing. I'm like, we've had big talks, me and James, where obviously he has to work because we need money. But I don't want to feel resentful of him just like, fucking up and doing all these jobs and me just being like oh god yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. i mean i'm not i'm gonna love this child obviously <clears throat> but like i don't want to feel resentful that he can just go off and he and he's an amazing man and he's like no like as soon as you're ready and you've got a script that you want to do or whatever we just have that discussion and he'll look after the baby but also it's practical like how how long do i actually need to be breastfeeding near the baby or whatever mm. so many unknowns i don't know but yeah, it's a whole new saga coming your way, isn't it? I know. It's quite scary. But I have got like a, because I mean, this all might change again because I don't know how I'm going to feel, but I've got a short that I want to get done by the end of the year. Nice. So I'm like, baby's due in five weeks. Give myself a few months and then I just want to get the short done. I think just to like, even if I don't do it at the moment, it's like, it's in my brain. Yeah. For my own sanity. Yeah, it's important to stay in them bubbles and just kind of like live it and breathe it and just think about it and stay in stay in the zone, I guess. Yeah. But also, I think it, equally, you're probably going to get a lot, probably, you will get a lot of inspiration from, you know, the next chapter of your life, no doubt. Just yeah. feeling your work and like your tone of voice, so, yeah. I feel like that's going to definitely play a part. I, I think so. And I, I think I'd, I don't want to just end up, not that there's anything wrong with this because I think people make incredible films, but I don't just want to then get pigeonholed into making commercials about breast milk or formula and stories about motherhood even though they're amazing stories to tell and I think there's so much to be learned and then like so many stories that haven't yet been told it's not yet something that I'm really drawn to telling maybe that will change but I equally think that you know you can tell anyone can tell any story mm. if you do your right research um so yeah I don't want to be pigeonholed 
which is always a... Mm. You know, that, that's actually something we were going to kind of talk about further down the line, but let's jump into it now. Do you, as, a, as a kind of, as a female director, do you feel like at times you get kind of, I won't say pigeonholed, but kind of given a certain type of script? Um, I think maybe I used to, but I don't ever do anymore. I, I don't know, because honestly, it, for a while, I didn't really get that many scripts. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just sort of doing whatever came my way. But I feel I've just done something for the women's Euros. And I remember thinking, was it last year that it was the Euros, the men's? Yeah. And I remember every fucker I knew, male, was getting to shoot the football. Yeah. And I was like, why is no one I know, no no female directors I know getting any of those scripts in? I love football. <laughs> so I'm like, how is it possible that I'm not getting it? But I guess it's all part of like being vocal and saying what you like. So like, now that I'm signed to Newland, you know, I, I said to them at the start, I was like, I, I really like football. I like sport. I like any sport, really. Mm. So if any of that comes in, it would be good to have a look at it. But it's a really important question is like, you know, if you don't know what, if you don't know what you want, then like, how, yeah. how the fuck is yeah. your prediction yeah. going to know what to give you? Yeah. But then we've spoke about it before, cause, but you know, I, I first went into companies being like, I can do anything. Oh, like, same, you know, yeah. and, and then that's, that's almost kind of useful, useless information for production companies. Because they want to go, yeah, but what do you really want to say? What do you really want to yeah, do? But I yeah. think that comes with uh, Time, experience. Because yeah. when I started as well, I was like, I'll literally do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just want to be able to work. And I think for a while, I, I mean, I still do a lot of live performance music videos. And for a long time, I was like pigeonholed into that. And it, I resented it. I was like trying to kick back against it. And now I just embrace that shit yeah. because I'm like, I fucking love live music. Why yeah. would I ever try and say yeah. I didn't want to do it? Yeah. But I think it's because you don't like being put in, or I don't anyway, like being put in this box. But then on in the same breath, you do like being known for, for certain things. Like yeah. I want to be known for certain things, but you, you almost want to be the one who dictates what that is rather yeah. than someone tell you, you're the person who does this. Yeah, because I think when we, I remember we spoke ages ago in Shoreditch ages ago about some, and, and I remember you saying you were getting sick of getting sent live music videos and you were res like resenting it mm. to the point where you just didn't like doing it. Yeah. And how hard was it for you to, to break away from that? Um, it's because I want, because I started out doing live performance in up in Leeds with a production company called The Blind Club. Um, and so that's all I had on my reel. And and I, it was good. I enjoyed it. I love live music. That's how I got into being a director in the first place. Um, and But I knew deep down what I wanted to do was narrative. But then I found doing narrative music videos hard. Like they either never came to me or when they did, I'd just not be that inspired by it. And then I'd be like, oh shit, actually, maybe I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I saw you that time, it was just that there's, there was just no money in live performance music videos. And if you're relentlessly being sent like five grand music videos and it's all the same, like I try and do like something different and bring in a different technique and they'd be like, no, no, we just want you to do this thing. Mm. And you're like, mm. so then I think it just comes a point where you just have to say no. And it's hard because you, all of us just want to be working. So it takes a bit of guts just to, just to say no. And, and let someone else do it for a while. And then I'd see them come out and be like, fucking wish I'd done that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the endless cycle, isn't it? But I think it's, um, it's important to say no to, like I started out 
like I said, doing music and I, and I toured with World Blood. Do you remember them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, in 2014, I was on tour with them for like nearly a whole year and I was like their videographer. So I was doing everything. And then I got known as, as this one man band, one woman band, you know, you can, you can do a bit of everything. And it took a really long time for me to move away from that because I was like, well, again, it's money. I'm doing what I love. How can I complain? Like I'm literally touring the world with bands. But then you have to stop and go, well, is this actually, because that, that is a path you can take and, and then you can end up being a live director and do stadiums and there's, yeah. there's a huge industry for that that's really fun. But I was like, I want to be telling stories and this isn't, this isn't it. And then you just have to start saying no to stuff. Yeah. And that's hard. It's interesting because when I used to do pre predominantly like documentaries, um, that kind of falls into the kind of same category as behind the scenes as well, depending mm -hmm. on how you approach it. And I remember doing some behind the scenes for like some big productions. Mm -hmm. And then at one point I remember doing behind the scenes for a Twix advert. <laughs> But Wait, my, is it the my, one about the brothers? I love that to example. The twins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's only so it's only so exciting you can make like it. Anyway, so you know, and then I remember thinking, like, fucking hell, I'm the B. Nothing wrong with the BTS guy, but this is how people will see you as a BTS guy. But totally. I saw it as a documentary, a mini doc, as, as that, and then EPK. great, great money in BTS. You know, yeah. yeah, good money. And then it was kind of like, Craig, can you do BTS? And I was like, I was very aware of what light I was being seen under, and I was like, no, because actually, as much as it's great money, and I appreciate you reaching out, it's just not what I want to be doing. Mm. But it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough trying to just yeah transition. Yeah. And also, like having that belief in yourself to take that step. Like it took me a really, really long time to say I was a director. Cause I was like, I'm just, I'm a, not just, but you know, like I'm a videographer. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the person who does everything like blah, blah, blah. I'm, and this was like, oh, you're a director. I'm like, no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm like a, I'm a videographer. And, and then I remember James sit me down one day and just being like, just say it in your head a load of times and then start saying it out loud yeah. because self-belief yeah. <laughs> well when i moved down london because obviously i've been down here a while i moved down and they're all going yeah i'm a director and i was like dickhead <laughs> what an arm <laughs> what are you talking about and i remember absolutely pissing myself like coming away from you like going <laughs> fucking directors are you but then when you get into it you're like you've got to really own that and yeah go, yeah because that's just what the industry is and you've got to find your place. And like, for me, we're just quite, quite interesting coming down from up north. And I guess, yeah, being a videographer and having to go, oh, you know, but I guess that comes from like, that comes a little bit, I guess there's a little bit of a transition in that as well is when you start working with crews and DPs mm. and, and, and that kind of thing that kind of plays a part and you kind of yeah. find your place that and way. And also not knowing, I don't know, I, I, I didn't go to film school. I don't know if you guys did. But I went to Trinity College Dublin, <laughs> did a history degree. And I always felt on the back foot when I was, when I got into the industry, because I was like, I don't know the technical, like I, the reason I became a videographer was because I was like, I need to learn this camera inside out because then people will take me seriously and think I know what I'm on about. I never, never thought about like the actual like ideas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I just need to be technically yeah. able to have that conversation, which now I realize that's why you have a DP. That's why you have crew. That's why you have everyone supporting you. Yeah. But I didn't know that at the time. And I was kind of fumbling my way around the industry, not, not understanding. Cause no one sits you down at the start and goes, this is how it works. No. We're still working out now. We were just talking about yeah. film, like the film side of stuff. 
And we're all a bit like... I've got it all figured out. I don't know what you're talking Sorry. about. <laughs> Goes to can once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's important that kind of like BTS stuff, because, you know, I, I did a lot of it as well. But what you learn is, is every single aspect of it. Totally, and yeah. then to then to then be comfortable enough to go like, okay, you're better at shooting than me. You're better at editing than me. You're better at this, and then because you understand every aspect of the production, you can translate and describe what you want so clearly. Yeah, that's what I found with just drip feeding everything to everyone else. I yeah. hated giving the camera away. <clears throat> I sometimes well, you're a photographer as well, right? Yeah. So I obviously not obviously, but I do stills as well, and. Um, I love doing stills because I feel completely in control of everything. And there's an immediacy to the subject in me because there's no crew in, in between. And I fucking love that. I'm like, oh, you know, I can I can speak directly with the subject or whatever whoever it is. And and I'm getting what I want immediately without having to have this second layer of communication. And I was kind of the same when I handed over the camera because I was like, oh. Oh, because a lot of my stuff's handheld as well. So I'm just like, I'm not talking about framing in a way that's like, you know, photographic framing where it's like this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, this needs to feel this way or it needs to be like this. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I could just do that better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then but then I met Molly Manning-Walker and she's like my second brain. So yeah. It were a little interesting chapter that because I remember when I first got a DP and like I said, as soon as someone took the camera away from me, I was like, that's the fun, that used to be the fun part yeah. for me, you know. And then um, I remember I uh, started working with, it takes quite a while to find DPs that kind of sync up with your brain and you kind yeah. of your visual language. Totally. And I remember the first DP you worked with, I also wasn't sure about the whole like anarchy of how everything played out within crew. And I'd go to the, I'd be speaking to the focus pull guy about, you know, the next take and DP had come up to me and go, Craig. <laughs> Don't speak to him. They don't care. <laughs> speak to me. <laughs> don't speak to anyone. Else. Do you know what I mean? It was like a, a de- everything had come from. And it, again, you, you know, we're not fucking taught how to be a director. We're not taught the rules. You just kind of learn it from being on set. And and you're usually like the least experienced person on set. Mate, everyone's <laughs> carrying you. You know, everyone's like, what do you want? And I'm like, hey, you're, they're painting your picture. Mm. So yeah, everyone, as when you first start, it's like... You know, you're probably the least experienced out of everyone, to be fair. Yeah. You know, everyone's already, already kind of well on the way in terms of production and crew. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I just think it's about, uh, I was just a uh, fake it till you make it. Yeah, I mean. I, I'd just go on set and just be confident. <laughs> and then confidence just, everyone just, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah, is that what you want? Like, and then I go, is that what I want? Uh, yeah. I used to be like, like you know, you just like anxious and like mm. try and get all the shots in the world. Mm. But, and there were a point where it changed for me and now I'm like, <sighs> calm and strip, strip, strip it back. Yeah. Found it's all in the key. pre-production, isn't it? It's all in the prep, yeah. which I never, ever used to do. Because <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, you know, I use natural light and it's handheld and we'll just, and I like the immediacy of also coming from like music and documentary. I was like, oh, I'll just sort of see how this pans out. Yeah. yeah. Which I kind of, I, I plan it now, but I still like that. I don't like to over... Um, rehearse or anything like that you know just sort of let things flow but I, th- I think that comes through in your short films massively though that yeah. kind of naturalism and I was saying to, to Craig I was like it just feels like like you're influenced maybe by Ken Loach it's like got that yeah. kind of really Ken Loach feel approach naturalism and even how you do the camera and the lighting and everything how the actors are yeah I mean I obviously love Ken Loach he's amazing 
I, like, I've been having quite a few in, not interviews, generals. Have you had generals yet where you have like general meetings with production companies for TV and film? Where you basically nah, have to just... not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to Sounds go great. and like... <laughs> Tell us about generals. Tell us about generals later, will you? <laughs> yeah, tell me more about tell generals. Tell me about the generals. Uh, well, you just... You, it's a general meeting, so you're going in without any like agenda, even though everyone obviously is. Um... And you're just there to sort of like let them know. A bit like we are just saying about production companies, because they want to know what it is that you're trying to make. Like, because the reason people like people as directors is that you have a vision and you have something different to offer or whatever. So you can't, you, you don't want to go into that meeting and just be like, yeah, I'll do whatever. Like horror, comedy, t- I'll just do whatever. But you can, but it's probably better to be like, oh, I like this, I like this. So, you know, we're talking about what I want to do and everyone's like, um, so it's all, it's all quite like serious and, you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm not, it's not all just Ken Loach stuff though, I promise. I try and do like a little bit hopeful stuff as well. <laughs> but obviously he's a massive influence. Like I think he's amazing. I, I wish I could shoot like him because you know, he shoots in chronological order. Does he? So like he'll go back to locations multiple times. Wow. Which is how when I was younger, I thought films were made. Hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, oh no, shit. Okay. That's not how they're made. But yeah, like he's... Him, Andrew Arnold, Cleo, mm. like all those incredible filmmakers, obviously huge influence mm. on me. And I, and I think, again, it's like with the live music thing. For a while I was like, maybe I need, because it comes naturally to me that that's the style I like. That's like what I like watching as well. Not that I don't love watching huge blockbuster films as well. That's just not what I'm really drawn to. Um, so immediately my, my instinct is to like try and, kick back against it so often I'm trying to like think oh maybe I shouldn't be doing that maybe I should make something else that's like all on sticks and really considered and whatever and I don't know why that is but I just seem to always like second guess myself but then I make the film and it's always yeah <laughs> the original idea well I like it because like Ken Lutcher always appears when he's like or makes a film when he feels there's a, a point to make a film or mm. what he has a drive to make or like you know, a political statement or something. And I feel like that, when I watch your two short films, it felt like that's where it was coming from. Like, mm. I have to make a film about this because this is an issue I care about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I, I can't not. Yeah. Like, I don't know, the state of this country at the moment and all that. It, I wake up and I look at the news and I'm like, I feel very, very responsible as a filmmaker to, we have a platform. And even if it's only like, two people watching or 200 people watching, if you can if you can say something and it either changes one person's opinion or it makes them have a conversation, then, you've, then you're doing a good thing. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about that. <laughs> but like, yeah. Well, we were discussing we, it, weren't we? Like- we were chatting about it, actually. Because um, it's quite interesting um, watching your shorts because there is there's a message tied to each one and I guess like you said you've got the platform and and, and, it, and it's good to kind of like get the message across mm. my, my short films have no political message it's basically just like a little chapter or something to kind of take you out of reality kind of thing and based upon something usually quite emotional or mm. you know character driven but weirdly 
that's something I never really think about actually yeah we were we we were talking about this weren't we and Mm. I was like it's interesting because some people are like gotta get this message out make people aware whereas I'm like oh fucking hell I remember that story years ago someone (laughs) told me and I'd love to fucking make that but that's great though because that's like that's why filmmaking's an incredible medium because because it doesn't really matter which way you go and people people you know some people don't fucking want to watch what I'm making because it's it's depressing but I I really deep in my bones <laughs> cannot sit here and and do nothing I feel I feel incredibly drawn to those stories like I work a lot with um refugees up in the northwest of England and I'm like you know some of their families have have died trying to get to our shores and our government would rather send them to Rwanda and than, than create a safe passage and there are so many stories to tell within those communities and I, and actually I get I get nervous doing those films because I'm like they're not my stories I'm I'm going in there and, and telling those stories but I think if you care like truly care and you're not doing it just to be like oh I'm gonna get more followers on Instagram or like fuck that who cares about that like if you're doing it for the right reasons then I think you can tell those stories and if you do it if you research and you speak to the people whose stories it is and get their permission and do it with the right intention then then because I battle with this a lot as you might <laughs> as you might tell because I'm always going like is this my story to tell am I the right person to tell it should I should I be actually using my platform to I don't know work with other people to direct it or mm. whatever and, and maybe that will come with age you know I hope so that I can like bring people up as well who wouldn't necessarily get the the opportunity but right now I'm trying to do it so that I can also do the do the work with them to get these messages across so yeah but it's great that other people aren't because who the fuck would want to sit for hours watching well yeah I think (laughs) think there's a balance isn't there there's definitely a balance yeah for sure and um but yeah it's just uh, I guess it's just what speaks to people really exactly and don't get me wrong like I sound like I'm being dead preaching now but I then also do like music videos yeah and also, I feel like you know, you, you, if if you if anyone's not watched Libby's show, that she did a couple of years called Absent. Um, when I watched that, like that's got it felt obviously it felt like um, you know it's a kind of campaign piece almost. You know, it had a, that that the political message on the end of it, but also it kind of felt like it could be so much more bigger in terms of like a coming of age piece. Like, yeah, you really tapped into something you know quite sensitive there, and like quickly carved out these short. characters, you yeah. know, and and I couldn't help but like you know it really touched me. Oh, thanks. That means a lot. Yeah, yeah I get a lot of chat about the uh, male character in that because obviously you think he's going to be. It might be just worth giving everyone a quick like. A top line of what the, what the film's about, actually, just quickly. Mm, I'm really bad at this. Oh, me stuff. too. Fucking eight top lines. What did I write on my website? <laughs> what did you write? <laughs> it's about it's about period poverty and yeah. The, and um, yeah, it was made with a charity in Leeds called Freedom for Girls, who you should check out because they're doing incredible work here um, and in Kenya. I forgot the question. Well, I was just saying how it touched, you know, I felt quite touched oh, yeah. by it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just trying to bring in the male character was quite important because it's a, like, period poverty is not spoken about that much in the UK. It's sort of talked about in places like Africa and stuff like that. Sorry, excuse me. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> when you get really serious, Wilson. Um, but, um, 
yeah, we wanted to bring in this male character so that so that it could be a conversation that opened up between men and women. And it's a bit like Molly was saying in hers. You want to bring in if you want to make change, everyone needs to be in the in the discussion, not just and it doesn't want to be too preachy. Yeah. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Yeah, I really liked him. I, 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 well, but the <laughs> thing is, I remember when you first did it, I was like, I was like, bloody hell, where's this come from? Well, exactly. Okay, yeah, that is fair enough because I... Because <laughs> I was like, eh? Yeah. He was like, I was like, geez, I was like, whoa. I was really taken back. But I remember, I was with Harvey, I was working with Harvey at Doggy Dog at the time and he's like, yeah. It's his mum. Yeah, so it's his mum. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Harvey's a producer at Doggy Dog and he was talking about the shop film he's doing with Libby and mm. I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. Fucking hell. Well, I, I know what you mean, Ozzy, because what Ozzy means by that is that I've done like so much live performance music videos, right? Mm-hmm. And I just done, and I've done like some commercials. I'm, I don't think I'm a very good commercials director. <laughs> because we'll cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> because I really, re- like, I have to, because of what we were saying before, like, it, like previously in my career, I was just saying yes to everything and just doing it because I needed the money. And then now I only take on commercial projects that I can find something that I really care about. That's like, at the heart of everything I do has to be like even this like women's football PayPal job that I've just done I took it on because it was all about grassroots football and I work and like I play with the grassroots football team and it's like women in football and you know you gotta I now find that I've got the confidence to say no to stuff and then also like okay I found something I care about I know it's selling crap to people that they don't need with money they don't have I feel very bad about that um but, you know, I've got to find something within that. But with Absent, I felt finally I was making something that I'd had in me for a very long time, which I'd never, ever been able to show because I didn't know how to get it made. Like, I didn't know how to get stuff made. I was so had so many stories, and I'm not a writer either, and, and I worked with Lucy McCarthy to make Absent, and she's amazing. And I just all of a sudden felt really free. Like, I remember coming off the foot. It was a two-day shoot. The first day I was like, this is what I want to be doing. And, and it kind of did come out of nowhere because it was, but it was, I felt like I'd been making that work for a long time, but it was all in my head. Like <laughs> never actually made it. I would always say to people, look at my stills because that's more of who I am. Whereas all my commercial work and, and music stuff was like, you know, I was proud of it, but it wasn't me. And I felt absent was the first thing that I ever did that I was like, and then it got a really very luckily got a very, very good response. And that gave me the courage to then make Tim Pears and a thing called Taste of Home, which is a documentary. I don't know if you saw it, um, which is with the refugees up in Lancashire. And now I feel like really driven to continue. But I think it's putting that first bit of work down. You know, like it's really tricky to like allow, especially again, if you didn't go to film school and I'm not used to putting out all creative stuff and then you sort of wait for this feedback. It's tricky to kind of narrow the gate down to go, oh, right, okay. Yeah. Because you've got all these ideas. We all have all these fucking ideas, mate. And it's kind of like making sure you choose the right one that kind of represents your, you know. Exactly. I guess, um, should <laughs> we go into which the, one should we go to? Should also? we go into these? Being part of a production. Yeah, company, yeah, that's that's a nice one actually. Because um, oh, go on, do you want to? Well, I was going to say because it's it's quite new, right? Being new part land, quite new land, <laughs> and they're um, you know, they're like an established production company. Mm. I love everything. I've, I was like, wow, that's so amazing being signed to them. Yeah, how's great. it been? Being like now, I guess being part of like this production company. And how has that been? And 
Yeah, good know. question. Um, I I love it. I actually love it. I have was floating in the wilderness for a very long time, sort of like attached to different production companies, but never really had a home. And I know you guys talk about this a lot because I know you're not signed and you're not signed at the moment. Well, actually, I, I run my own production company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Dadbot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before that, were you, were you signed? Uh, no, I just kind of having a lot of conversations. Oh, in fact, yeah. no, I was. I, I was at OB for a while, actually. Oh, yeah. But yeah, drifting. Similar. Drifting like around. You finding, know. Trying to find what. Bobbing and then you set up your own, which is great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I could never do. I think fair play to you. But um, yeah, I think. It's not easy. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so do you sign directors? Yeah, we're just looking to kind of open up the um, open up the roster a bit more. Yeah, oh, so we've cool. got like a bit of a small family at the minute, which is nice. which feels good for us, and that's how we'd like to keep it. But yeah, so that's what I was kind of looking for. I was looking for, you know, a production company who know what they're on about, but there are not. So I get a bit scared of massive <laughs> massive production companies, yeah. but not only because like I don't feel like I'd get the work because you're like a tiny fish, you know, in a huge pond. But also because I want to be able to walk into a office or whatever and, and feel like I know people and not feel nervous or insignificant. And Newland are amazing because, like, yeah, they're just an incredible production company, but they're huge in Scandinavia. Mm. And then they're not they're not huge here, but they've still got a really good reputation. And I can go into that office. I know every single person in there. Everyone cares. Everyone has a laugh. Everyone, we had that conversation at the very start of this where it's like sitting down with Trina, who's the exec, and she was like, what is it that you want to make? And I was like, shit, I've never had this conversation before. <laughs> like, I'd been, you know, talking to other production companies and they just kind of assumed who I was and what I wanted to do. But I'd never actually been directly asked, what do you want to make? And she asked me that and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, she, she actually cares. And I found that really liberating because it also meant I could say no to stuff and, and not feel like worried that they, they thought I wasn't taking it seriously or I wasn't wanting to work hard because that's definitely not the case. But I just didn't know how to articulate that to execs before or like no one cared basically because everyone was just like, whatever. Well, it's so funny how you mentioned that because I think it's such a fucking important question because mm. actually, um, can't mention any names, but recently, we, you know, we've been talking to, uh, oh, I've been kind of, you know, just talking to a few kind of uh, reps and stuff, you know, just uh, kind of getting a feel about. Mm. And what's really interesting about it is, is when they look at um, whatever a director's work or I guess my work, whatever, they kind of labeled me as something on mm. this call. And I were like a bit shocked by it, actually. I was like, oh, so why do you think that then? You know, tell me why you think that's where, because I don't, I look at my work and I see it in a completely different light. That's so interesting. Well, what, what I'm trying to say is it's, it's important that you don't leave it to other people to figure out what your thing is. Totally. Because they're going to put you in for wrong scripts. But again, I think that is, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but that comes with time and confidence because yeah. yeah. I would very happily have sat here five years ago and been like, cool, yeah, if they think that's what I do, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was very happy for people to do that. And that's, that's kind of the downfall of me really at Partizan because I don't think they really knew what to do with me. And I don't think I really knew what to do with myself. But it's hard as well. Like, cause if, if you're not being asked the question 
And again, you want to work. So you're just going to go, yeah. yeah, 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 I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. But then you're on set and you're like, I fucking hate this. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I've definitely been there. Whereas so. now, yeah, if someone says to you, rather than like, they're telling you, this is what you are. It's like, ask me. And also ask me, around, like, ask not just about work. This is this is what I found with these like general generals. It's not just about like what work do you want to make. It's like who are you? Yeah. What do you stand what for? What are you doing? Who? What are you into? Yeah. Like, and I think that's way more important because then at least you can talk around the subject. It doesn't necessarily mean like I've got this one script that I really need to get out there, which is great if you do. But if you don't, at least they can go like, oh well, she said she's really into blah. A, a script could come in and they go, oh actually, that's that sounds about right for her. Whereas if they don't ask the question, how the fuck do they know? Also, fucking get excited, man. Like, why am I on this call? Yeah. If you're not excited about <laughs> so true. me or us, why am I on this call? See ya. <laughs> get excited. <laughs> See ya. Anyway. See ya. Uh, next, next question. Oh. oh, yeah, I like this one. How, how, so how, how do you... He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> buzzing on this one. <laughs> fucking... How do you measure success? Oh, God. I know. Do you know what's funny? I've just literally been asking this. I've been doing a, a little short thing recently, and this is all about dreams and dreamers. And this is a question I ask people, and I'll, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> throwing it straight back at you. It's so tough, though, isn't it? Well, it's so interesting because, you know, I think looking... I think when you kind of get to a certain point, suddenly you see where everyone's going in terms of directions. You go, all right, he's going that way, she's going that mm. way. Blah, blah. And you're kind of like, well, what is it? You, you, you very quickly, I guess, measure yourself in terms of, well, should I be getting that or should I be putting for that? And yeah. actually, how do you measure that? Because, you know, five years ago, if I were, if I'd have thought I were running my own production company, I'd have been like, you made it. happy days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important, isn't it, to stop and look where you've, how far you've got. I don't know, it's really hard. I think, yeah, like five years, I say five years, four years ago, three years ago, who knows how <laughs> many years ago, I'd probably be looking at like you and you and being like, oh, Ozzy's done this thing or Craig's done this thing, shit, like almost jealous, you know, you're kind of going, well, why are they getting that? And I want to get that. And how do I get that? And blah, blah, blah. And I think Instagram and stuff is awful for that, as we all know. Um, and I think now... I don't know, maybe it's my impending motherhood. Um, <laughs> I just feel a lot more like, am I doing what I want to do? And and don't get me wrong, there are days when I see someone do something and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> wish I'd done that. Or like, I wish I'd thought of that or whatever. And now I think I measure success by like, am I making things that I think are important, that I think are going to make a change for good, and am I making it for the right reasons? And have I done it to the best of my ability? And if I can say yes to that, then I'm like, cool, I've I've done that well. But it's hard. It's really hard. And like, yeah, like I say, there are still there are still times now where I'm like, oh fuck. You know, I, I now just I don't want to ever be in a place where I'm like jealous of people's success because I think it's so important that we all build each other up. And Again, I've said this so many times throughout this, I've broken record, but I think that comes with experience. I mean, some people might be born with the ability just to be like, yeah, chill, man. So happy for everyone. And I am, I have always been very happy for everyone, but like it's taken me a long time to take myself out of any of the equations and just been like, sick, that person's done that thing. How cool is that? And big them up yeah. without any 
any resentment or any jealousy or any like lingering feeling of just like, ah, you know, now I'm just like super proud of people. Sick, yeah. Just like, oh, that's so sick. And yeah, maybe I wish I'd done it, but they did it. And that's awesome. Yeah. 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 I think it was like at a time when you're a younger director, I felt like you're like looking over your shoulder. All the time. And you're being very secretive sometimes. And now I love this sort of thing because we're just like... So supportive. Just stay in your fucking lane. You're in it for the long game. Yeah. Happy days. Like, yeah. you know, I think it's important to just not, to just kind of, you know, be in your bubble and be true to yourself and make things you want to make. Because then you'll be happy. Because at the end of the day, like if you make something... You know, like you guys make stuff that I, w- I could never make because we're not the same people. Yeah. And there's no point in me going like, oh, I wish I'd made that because it would never have fallen out of my brain in the first place. <laughs> but I feel like there's a new, like I heard you guys talking about, um, you know, you've got this director's WhatsApp where there's like hundreds of freelance directors. That sounds amazing. And I'm like, because my partner's a DOP, I often find that DPs are, are way more um, collaborative with each other. Like his group, certainly, you know, like, I can't do this job. Is anyone free? And they'll like hand off these other jobs because they want their mate or they want someone that they think can do a good job to do it. Whereas as directors, I don't think there's, not that we have as much control maybe, but like I would never have rung you and been like, Ozzy, I can't do it. Do you want to do it? Because I'd be feeling protective over this thing. Yeah. Whereas now I probably would. I'd just be like, oh, I actually can't do that job, but have you checked out? It's true, isn't it? It's very true that. And again, I think that's important, isn't it? Like, especially we want to like build people up, don't we? Craig, can you do this job? No. Can Ozzy? No, he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> don't ring him. Don't ring him. Yeah. Uh, but but no, I think at one point there was that. Yeah. That's so true. Like you'd be like, um, no, I can't do it. Well, that's what happened. How I how, yeah. I, how I did so a job no with you, mate. 100%. How I did a job with Dadbod. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, a script got sent into Harry Barber, his director at Dadbod. Uh, he couldn't do it, so then Rob, the producer, called me, and then that was that. I felt that was I was like amazing. That was a great opportunity for me to come right. and work with you guys. Yeah, yeah, in it. Yeah, and it's the way it should be because it's like. But maybe that's come. Maybe that's come with age. You know, I don't yeah. know. Exactly. I love that we've said that so many times. Like we're really <laughs> aged. <laughs> I just think it's um, confidence in ourselves and our own that's capabilities and yeah. in our own work. Yeah. I think at first I was like, you question if you're any good, and then you know now. I guess we've been in it enough, long enough and created enough work to go, yeah, okay, maybe I'm all right at doing this. <laughs> yeah. Coming back. But I think it's good. Like, I mean, I still question, I mean, I always question everything yeah. that I'm doing, but like at some point you've got to just be like, okay, I'm going to question it, but I'm going to do it anyway because I feel like I really need to. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. I don't know. There's definitely like a, something changed, something shifted in me after I did absent because I was like, oh, I can do it. And I'm still learning, like I'm learning all the time. Like, I'm, like I said, I was shadowing on a TV show last week, following these other directors. Because as directors, we don't get to see other directors work. So against sometimes just fumbling around in the dark, like, am I doing this right? And there is no right or wrong way to do it. But it is really interesting to see other people work. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have done yeah. it like that. But like not in a negative way. It's just like, that's not how I would have got that performance. Or And that's also fine. But again, that's like learning to be confident with your approach all very well and good me sitting on this podcast and saying that but in reality obviously there's a lot of mental strain <laughs> that goes on around it like oh god um but if I was being my most confident person I'd be like just so like okay this is how how I do it and that's fine yeah and just believe in your ability to do it but it's hard yeah 
Mm. I, feel, I, feel, I feel like happy. What do you want to tell me? Tell you. Yeah. I, know, I, I, was, I was in my head, I'm like, wow, I feel like that's a kind of good way to wrap it up. I feel like I've fallen in love with you. Thanks, oh, <laughs> <crazy> too. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, it's been great. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, pleasure. Loved it. Loved it. Um, Till next time. Till next yeah. Time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you soon.